I would recommend you learn how to get placements yourself. And this is why. If whoever you give a percentage of those royalties to, you know, say whatever, something happens and then they stop getting placements. That means you stop getting placements and you're back to square one. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Yo, 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 what's good, people? Welcome to the stream. Welcome to the podcast, The Music Is My Business podcast, live Q&A, where we talk about music production, music business, and music licensing. If you love any of the previously mentioned, be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all my latest content. Shout out to everybody that's in the stream so far. Let me know where you guys are from. Let me know what you do so I can see who's in the building, and then we're going to dig into some questions, man. Uh, shout out to everybody. Um, man, what's today? Wednesday. Today has been all over the place for me man it's been it's been crazy so today is the f it's first day of, of preschool for our oldest son so we've been like running around getting ready for that this week um and then we're kind of we like switch schedules because he needs to be picked up and dropped off so we're like trying out new schedules and stuff so it's it's crazy man we all over the place i ain't got nothing done today this is the first productive thing business wise that i've done today so shout out to y'all for being a part of my first act of productivity for 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 the business so <laughs> that's how my day is going we got raymond poozer in the building from atlanta singer songwriter bassist super dope man appreciate you coming through who else do we have in the building? We got Geek Edwards from Pontiac, Michigan, artist manager. And I just found out about you like two days listening to you on Apple Podcasts. Yo, that's what's up, man. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. Shout out to Apple Podcasts for hosting the podcast. Super dope stuff. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully you find out some, some helpful information on this episode along with the previous episodes. And um, yeah, man, just glad I can I can help everybody out there who's who's on their their music production and writing and artist journey uh we got thomas in the building producer from florida currently based in nashville nice i bet you like the less humidity in nashville versus florida it gets sticky in florida man uh we got brit fox studios in the building artist producer in cleveland ohio stand up let's go that's the home state i love it um Eugene Ward, what's good? Producer from New York City, trying to learn this passive income life. Man, I, hey, I feel you. That's that's what it's about, man. Yo, it's crazy. Maybe we'll get into we'll get into it later in the show. But I want to like th there was something. It was a random thought that dropped in, in my mind about just the power of being able to create passive income with your music specifically through sync that's that's you know the vehicle that i use to create passive income but it can be like it has multiple benefits more than just getting your music placed on tv more than you know having you know a, some some added credibility and and things like that um and of course you know the the income that can be involved with it but there's some other advantages, and I'll, I'll talk about that a little later on in the show. We got Creative Aaron. What's good? Good to see you. Cat and Tiger, what's up from Redwoods? 
We got G's Town, singer, songwriter, and producer from Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's where legends are born. Oakland, California producer. Follow you on IG. You drop gems, bro. Appreciate that. Appreciate everybody who follows on IG as well. Um, yeah, man. Dope, dope group of people over on IG and YouTube, man. Everybody, everybody in this little community is just super dope. No complaints. No complaints for most of y'all. Some of y'all are kind of weird, but it's all good. Now I'm playing. We're all weird, right? Uh, we 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 hear music in our heads and we make it. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that qualifies for weirdness. Uh, Michael Connor, music was good. Composer, musician, arranger from Vancouver. One Chessman from Connecticut. Sync producer in ATL. We got Brooklyn in the building. What's up, Kaboom Beats? Yo, dope. I see y'all, man. So drop your questions in the chat. I'm ready to answer some questions. Drop them. It can be business it can be sync it can be what else what else do we talk about it can be production we can geek out on whatever let's go i'm ready creative and sync producer mix engineer based in phoenix so i guess while we're waiting for the questions to roll in i'll talk about the thought that came into that just kind of dropped in my in my mind and this is a thing and I, i don't think a lot of people think about it um so when you when you are able to monetize your music and you know do it in a way to where it can generate um, some sort of predictable income or some some sort of frequent income for you on, on a regular basis, such as royalties, right? Royalties come every quarter, and if you can build up a decent enough catalog that can generate royalties for you every quarter that can be a good thing and licensing you're able to do that by getting you know multiple tracks placed in tv and film and then once you get your royalties up to a certain level um you know it kind of you can you kind of reach a floor like you know it goes up and down right it's never like just this constant amount but it goes up and down but then you kind of get to a point where it's like okay over the past few years it's never reached below this this floor or whatever so once you get to a certain level and you've been able to monetize your music you have a catalog of music that works for you it makes money now you have an income producing asset it's no different than say real estate you know if you have rental properties those are income producing assets and what can you do with an income producing asset you can borrow against that asset you can borrow money against that asset um so in regards to sync you know you can once you've built up enough in in royalties and you know you got royalties coming in from a catalog of music you can borrow against that you can take out a loan so if you're trying to buy a house or you're trying to get a down payment for a car or something like that and you need cash and you don't have it liquid in your bank account then you can say hey i have this catalog of music that generates x amount of royalties every quarter you know can i take a loan out on that and then just let the royalties you know gradually pay back the loan or however it's set up there's different ways you can do it sometimes there's even investors who invest in a percentage of an income producing music catalog um so if your music is on tv it's generating royalties you know there are investors who will invest in a percentage of that catalog for a certain amount of years um, because they know it's gonna it's gonna bring back money, um, so they'll cut you a check 
for say i don't know 10 15 whatever 20 percent, whatever the percentage is percent of you know whatever tracks you want to include in this deal and then you know the the pro can route whatever royalties however they have it set up there's, there's you know it's different companies that kind of do this stuff but um that it's it's another opportunity so you know it when you're able to uh, to gain knowledge on how you can build an income producing asset with your music and get it out there making money for you it can be a, a tool you know what i mean at your disposal to do other things like just in your in your personal life and your business life if you you know if you want to take that loan reinvest it back into your your business or in in coaching or whatever so you can grow your business you're able to do that so it's like you got to think outside the box it can be really really powerful um so yeah so let's dig into some questions man that was just a random thought that popped in my head and i thought it was interesting and i don't think a lot of people think about um those those advantages so bat dog records should a producer get 20 percent on royalties from an artist for producing an album uh i feel like a producer get 50 percent like usually i mean of course i mean it depends on how many writers you have involved on the record you know if we're talking an indie artist usually every indie artist i work with if they're writing then we would just do 50 50 if it's just me and them we just do 50 50 um that's that's just usually how it goes but then if there's multiple writers then we're just splitting whatever against multiple writers so if you have five other writers then yeah 20 percent for for a producer and then all the other writers would make sense um but you know that's really a discussion that that you all have to have on <clears throat> on what's fair but usually it starts at you know whoever's whoever's writing and, and producing <clears throat> that's that's usually where where i start uh, what's the best resource for sync um got to be more specific i'm not sure because de depending on what you're what are you trying to you know what i mean like the best resource for getting placements the best resource for learning how to get started in sync the best resources for studying music that works for sync um so if you can be a little more specific i can answer that more specifically um yes michael connor music royalties equal asset facts um g's town how would you pitch full songs with vocals and who would you pitch them to versus production or stock music um sometimes the, the same the same publishers that i'm pitching you know production music to production instrumentals to a lot of times they're they're accepting vocal stuff as well um so a lot of these companies overlap in in their needs for vocals and instrumentals um and then you know you can also go with more smaller boutique libraries who kind of specialize in signing artists who are out there and you know trying to build a brand for themselves you know those are like kind of the small li libraries where you'll see on their their roster you'll see a lot of artists you know with with full songs so those those would be good companies to kind of pitch to and like music supervision companies i think would be a good a great approach um if you have if you're an artist and you have full songs and things like that excuse me uh, what percent do you sign to exclusive libraries versus non-exclusive? Both are usually, it's usually like a 50-50 deal. <clears throat> depending on, you know, just depending on the, the library. 
Um, I keep getting no thank you. We're concentrating on music that suits our clients' uh, responses from libraries. Any advice? Um, I would ask them. Like, I hate res I hate responses like that. G, like, because it's like, okay, I I understand we want to serve the clients, but if you don't tell me what they're looking for, I don't know. I'm just trying to start the conversation. So what I would say is, um, well, what are your clients currently looking for? If it's something. If it's something that, you know, I'm I'm great at or, you know, that I'm good at, I would love to to submit some of that and then see what they say. That's what I would say, because it's like that's not it's not telling me anything like I'm, that's the goal. But you got to tell me what they want and I can send it. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say, G. I would ask them, what are their clients current currently looking for? Um <coughs> And um, yeah, and then kind of go from there. Keep the conversation going. Let's see. Do you think writing full songs uh, is easier to get placed than instrumentals? Not really. I don't think one is easier than the other. I think there's there's opportunities for both. Um, I think with a full song, I think you, you have twice as the opportunity, I guess, as far as landing the placement. Because they could either use the you can get the placement with the instrumental or the full song. So, you know, you kind of got two in one with a full song, whereas an instrumental, either the instrumental works or it doesn't. If it's a full song, the lyrics doesn't work, but they love the track. Maybe they'll use the instrumental. So, yeah, but there's opportunities for both. <clears throat> um, what's the best resource for getting placements on movies, commercials? Um, same thing. Same approach. Libraries. Um sync licensing agencies uh movies you can you can go you can try if you do trailers like there's libraries who specialize in trailer music so like trailer music houses and things like that you can search for those um music supervisors who work on movies you can go on imdb.com and search uh, for for music supervisors um or go search for the movies and then go through the credits Go to music department, look for a music supervisor, and then research that music supervisor. It's possible they may work for a music supervision company that you can reach out to, or you may be able to reach out to them directly. Um, so yeah, that's where that's where I would start with that. <clears throat> um, let's see. I just started, but I've had producers with major placements hit me up for collabs. Three different producers, to be exact. Two of them asked for a fee. For the collab is this normal i have producers with major placements so so you just started you have producers with major placements reach out to you to collab and they asked you for a fee that's weird to me in my opinion now i understand there are producers who offered collabs as a service and there's a fee um and I, I I understand that perspective, but they're not actively like hitting producers up like, yo, you want to collab with me? Pay me. It's more like this is a service I have. So if you reach out to me wanting, to, for example, if a producer reach out to me is like, yo, Clint, I want to collab. And they know that I could possibly get that music placed in a TV show, in a film. 
that could be valuable to an up, up and coming producer and they may be willing to pay me a fee just to collab just to have that opportunity i don't offer that as a service i don't charge when i when i collab um but you know i i understand that perspective but if someone with major credits is reaching out to you um and then asking you for the fee you didn't reach out to them then that that's weird to me in my opinion because it's like yo i mean why that isn't it doesn't make sense if if you're focused on you know the the major placements but you're the one reaching out to all the up-and-coming producers it's just like yeah that's just uh i don't know about that um so i would be cautious of that um and you know you you just put the work in to, to get um get where, where you want to go in your career um and, and just in investing yourself through through knowledge and information um so you don't end up in weird situations if you get a placement and a director of a movie hears it and thinks oh oh wow i love i love that who composed it is there any easy way for them to find out so they can contact and find you to hire you if i get a placement and a director of a movie hears it and thinks oh oh wow i love that who composed it um that's a good question so like if, if they're watching something they're like yo that that's a great piece of music um I don't know like I, I don't know what that would look like from their perspective I, i'm sure there's ways to find out who composed a piece of music i mean they create cue sheets for the stuff so my guess would be if they wanted to know that bad number one if it's if it's like a song they could shazam it and that could possibly lead them to the artist um so that's a possibility if the song has been released um and then if, if they're, you know, if they're connected and they can reach out to people who work behind the scenes, I'm sure they can they can figure it out um, if they if they really wanted to. Um, but that, that's a good question. That's interesting. I'm not sure exactly. I'm not sure how often it happens, um, but I'm sure they can if, if they wanted to figure it out bad enough, I'm sure they can figure it out. Uh, when pitching production, should I stick to one style within hip hop? Or try to show different styles. Um, I like to stay focused with with the first pitch, if at all possible. And you know, I think it makes it easier for them to. For example, if if I was pitching something now, and I'm you know I'm new to this, I'm just starting out, and I'm reaching out to different companies. I'm just starting from scratch. Right now, I know NFL season football season college football these are like around the corner right so the demand for, for music and sports is about to be mad high so i'm gonna create a playlist geared towards high energy sports stuff and then i'm gonna just pitch that because i know that's what's in demand and then i'll use that to get in the door then once you're in the door you have a deal you started building a relationship with the company then you can kind of sprinkle in some of the the other stuff that you do um and you know you know take take part in some of the other opportunities and other genres of music um but i i would stay focused and it and there's more than one way to do this right like my advice isn't the only you know the only route but this is how i personally like to approach it is to stay focused with like one strong genre that you know gets used a lot in tv and film 
and um and then go from there. If you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 Placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu. Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open, so go to RoadTo10Placements.com. That's Road to the number ten Placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code Podcast twenty to take twenty percent off at RoadTo10Placements.com. Go and role today but you know all of that kind of falls under hip-hop so you know you may be able to it's a hip-hop playlist and that you know you got drill trap boom bap it's it's all you know it's all connected some some way um so you may be able to kind of get away with that and just title it you know hip-hop hip-hop cues for, for tv <clears throat> but definitely make sure you're sending something um you know that's that's in demand watch tv how, how do you find out what's in demand you watch tv you watch the shows you listen to the commercials um and you start to take notes of, of what you're hearing a lot you know pull out that metronome and <laughs> start seeing what bpms are working you know what i mean um you can download a metronome app and that's a that's a a nice way to kind of see what you know what stuff is working man um let's see let's see i'd rather that they say the mix is bad or not yeah i know something where it's like okay i i can improve on that but man that's that's the crazy thing man and that's why i do the the live music reviews which we'll be doing tonight at 9 p.m eastern here on on youtube as well um to see if your music's ready for tv but that's why i do them man because they don't they don't give you like detailed information a lot of times you know sometimes you'll you'll get a cool person um to kind of give you a little more detailed feedback but sometimes it's just like not not what we're looking for um and and i get it because you know they're busy too so man yeah it's crazy lorenzo my guy i'm good man hope all is well glad you are a part of the live q a and the channel and the community as well man super dope um so yeah how long can it take to get um how long can it can it take to get brief response um sometimes you don't sometimes you get like you get the brief you work on the brief you submit it and then you just <laughs> it, it, you don't hear anything else that's it it's just like you know that's why that's why you just create submit and forget because dude you'll wreck your brain waiting for them to respond and say if they liked it or not they may not they may hit you back i've sent i've sent the song out for a brief one time um you know did all the paperwork um sent the song to the company the publisher did all the things man um and i didn't hear anything for like i didn't hear from them for months and then what the top of the following year i had a check in the mail from some adidas placement on i think it was like adidas media it was like an online thing um and i had no i had no idea they didn't let me know i didn't know it was even being considered adidas used it 
they cut a check I, I was thank you you know it, so you sometimes you just don't you don't get a response you don't know you just get a placement or you don't you just keep keep your head down and keep working it's crazy it's a, a, a crazy way to work but it it uh is worth it man it's fun how many songs do you recommend submitting pitching at one time a minimum 2,000 songs minimum no listen you don't have to have a large catalog of music to start pitching it for tv and film you can start with five tracks man like i didn't have a lot of tracks when i started five tracks five strong tracks is all you need because think about it if you're reaching out and you're submitting to companies for the first time they really just want to hear if you know what you're doing if you could create tv ready music five tracks is more than enough for them to be able to tell if you're good at what you do or not um they'll let you know honestly you could probably get it done probably get it done with three tracks but i think five is a solid number um that's usually what i go with you know the the students producers that i coach and mentor and things like that i have them all start off with just five tracks let's build five strong tracks and you know go from there let's get let's get feedback um and then and then we can make adjustments along the way but start off with five um that way <clears throat> it it gives you it gives you some sort of end goal to create five tracks that's doable anybody can do that you can be working 60 hours a week and you can find a way to create five tracks in the first month or so um so creating those tracks that way you're not sitting here stuck like man i'm just trying to build this catalog i need like you know i need a thousand tracks out there working for me to, to build up the royalties like you know you'll never start you'll be overwhelmed because you're trying to get to this astronomical number and you'll just stop you'll get you'll burn out so start with five tracks and then submit those because this is what happens this is what i found i had i had a catalog of of beats that i've made over the years when i first you know got started in sync and, and started my own road to 10 placements um and some of those tracks i went back retweaked restructured and things like that and some of those tracks got placed but once i started working with companies and getting licensing deals and stuff i started creating new music for their briefs anyway so it was like you you may waste a lot of time trying to knock out 200 tracks before you start pitching when all you need is those few to get started get the ball rolling get your foot in the door and then you're going to be creating new music nine times out of ten anyway so that's why i say just start with five um michael connor should instrumental public domain covers have the melody featured prominently in them or leave room for dialogue possible vocals added at a later stage um i i always keep the the melody prominent in those <clears throat> this is what you can do and the reason why is because i want them especially if you're doing like a remix um to something you want them to be able to recognize the song like when you hear the melody to jingle bells if you take that out you might not know it's jingle bells if you did like some type of r&b hip-hop version of it um you know and, and you played some different things so yeah i would i would make it feature the melody um keep that prominent and then if you want you can create an alternate version that doesn't have that main melody just just in case 
um but yeah usually they kind of want that stuff to be to be recognizable to give it the the christmas vibe but yeah you can create both um been getting dms for paid collabs the same way it's active um yeah that's crazy they content kind to me okay um yeah that's crazy uh sound like i yeah yep that's different um how do you feel about giving up writer share for royalties for royalties to get placements i feel like that's a um if so you that's that's a personal thing <clears throat> if that's something you feel comfortable with um that's a hundred percent up to you at the end of the day i would recommend you learn how to get placements yourself and this is why if whoever you give a percentage of those royalties to you know say whatever something happens and then they stop getting placements that means you stop getting placements and you're back to square one and you don't know how to you still don't know how to get placements so you you leave all the power and all of the the relationship in in their hands and you're depending on them to get to get your music placed um when you can go out and you can do the same thing man you can learn this stuff i, I teach it in in road to 10 placements um because that is going to make you that's going to make you valuable to, like to yourself first and then to others because now you've developed a skill that no matter what happens in your career no matter no matter what happens with relationships with other composers and writers and things like that you know how to go out and fish and get your own placements and get your own licensing deals and things like that if if a company you're working with if they sell their catalog and then boom they're no longer in business you got to find a new company to submit music to you have the skill to be able to go out and find another company so literally like you've learned how to create money with your music forever um so you know yeah you can give up a percentage of your writer's share with somebody else who's getting um who's getting placements um you can you can absolutely do that um but i would also I, I would highly recommend learn how to do it yourself that way you can keep um you keep more of the you keep more of the share of your writer's share and you have a skill that <clears throat> no one can take away from you so no one can can mess with your bag at the end of the day um let's see Okay, so I have a CPU full of beats and want to start getting placements to build up residual income. I have BMI. What should be my next step? Okay, you got BMI. Now build that playlist of, of five tracks. Um, next step after building the playlist, start. Um, start. Uh, what, what am I trying to say? Start reaching out to companies. Start reaching out to companies. If you want the steps, there's. I have six steps. It's a six-step guide along with mistakes to avoid. Go to clintproductions.com slash the number six steps and download it for free that way you'll see you'll see what the steps look like um so yeah dope stuff i'm still i'm catching up to all these questions i'm probably like 15 minutes behind on questions um <clears throat> so let, let's see let's let's scroll up a little bit um all right let me see um we got uh, we got hawaii in the building appreciate it 
shout out to Hawaii. Sometimes you get a check for a whopping twelve cents. That's a fact. Yo, my first my first royalty check was it was it was probably it was a little more than twelve cent. It was at least fifty seven cent. So you know you can get a few few pieces of candy depending on what store you go to. <laughs> you you don't have to go to one of those uh, mom and pop shops around the corner somewhere and get some some penny candy but you know that your music paid for that for that candy for that laffy taffy uh can tracks be placed multiple times by different productions or can one track only be placed for one show for example depends on the deal that's a great question depends on the deal now a lot of times when you you know you do the deals with the, the licensing companies um absolutely you know most cases that same track can be used across different productions um at a time you know i have a track right now it's it's being used on loving hip-hop it's used on sports stuff like all at the same time it's just it's being used on just a bunch of different places so yes and then you have you have those those times where you may do something exclusive for a show and it may be you know maybe that show wants to use it exclusively for a couple years or whatever the term is that can happen as well so it really depends on the situation to answer your question yes it can happen as long as that is okay with what the paperwork says um <clears throat> michael connor says shameless plug for road to 10 placements do it peeps i appreciate that man um do you think the five tracks should be different genres of the, oh we uh, we talked about that already what are your thoughts on pitching covers of popular songs done in a different style that's pretty that's that's the thing man um it's just a matter of knowing what those what those songs are like the popular songs are because then it's going to be a, an, an issue of are they easy to clear um because you're going to have different publishers major songs you get different the writers and all of that stuff so i usually i usually the the only time i do that like creating covers specifically for sync is if i get a brief to do that because if i'm getting a brief for it somebody's asking for it and they're okay with going through the process to clear whatever songs they're asking for in that in matter of fact i just i got a brief to do that recently um that's the only time i'll do that because you know if if you don't like you could just be shooting you could just be you could be wasting time doing a bunch of songs that you know you may like um and they may not get licensed because it may be expensive to clear all that stuff and then depending on who you're pitching it to they may not have the budget to do that so it depends but usually if if it's a cover if it's a remake usually that that licensing um fee it's going to be a little bit cheaper to do than the original master um so, so they could you know they could license that that master recording way cheaper than the original master recording that's a good question um could you send me information about your mentorships indeed go to producermentorship.com and apply it's invite only so you have to apply and um i only accept only accept about a handful of producers like five producers that i work with every three months so 
um yes if you want to apply for that go to producermentorship.com put in your application and um once the slot opens up and if you look like you'd be a good fit we'll hop on a, a video call and, and chop it up and see see if it's uh the best option for you um let's see cat and tiger says how long should those five tracks be i have super short pattern pieces and 15 minute long ones do not listen cat and tiger do not send those 15 minute joints yo so keep them um and there's times where you know you know uh, honestly well i don't know like i guess if you're doing like a film or something that's a that's a lot of music good gracious like ambient you know what what you know what i would do with the 15 minute stuff if it's like ambient music i would put that stuff on on youtube and streaming services because people like to relax and sleep and meditate on that stuff so that's what i would do with those but um keep them like a minute and a half to two minutes um that's that's a a great length for the tracks that you are submitting um <clears throat> i do do reviews tonight 9 p.m eastern time right here on youtube come back we're gonna do live music reviews um instructions to submit will be in the description of the live stream video um so you'll have that it's gonna it's, it's dope man it's gonna be dope we have fun um there's there's some crazy people in there that do very very crazy things musically so you will enjoy it it's crazy um so let's go um let's see flares my guy flares who's one of the people who does crazy things on these reviews trailer music i've worked on is going to be considered by the grammys this year do you have any experience with having your sync tracks in the award community grammy pma yo um well congrats first off that's dope um let's see have i had no i have not had i've submitted for pma awards um some tracks um but i have not been nominated or anything for an award as of yet whether it be grammy pma um <clears throat> what what's the, what's the other one emmy you know because you can get you can get an emmy doing doing music for tv and film as well shout out to my guy my guy mike myers i know he's um he's emmy award winning he won one um i know a couple other people who have um who have some emmys so yeah like that's that's always a possibility like it like sync takes you into like different worlds and as far as awards is concerned so it's it's really interesting um so no i don't have any experience in that um outside of the the pma grammy i was a voting member of the grammy academy i haven't been active in like a couple years um but i have been a voting member member and participated in voting for the grammys um so i know what that process is like as far as you know the you know voting and, and going through the the whole consideration phase and all of that stuff <clears throat> um so dope uh let's see okay it's on streaming platforms boom there you go yes yeah it's yes it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool so yeah you i mean you listen you pull an award like and that's that's why i said sync i said a long time ago on some content on ig it's like getting your music placed in tv and film can definitely build your credibility as a producer 
Um, number one, I mean, not everybody knows how to get music on TV and film. Like I tell people all the time, like or they ask, like, like, what do you do? It's like I produce music for TV and film. Like, like how? Like how do you? Like how does that work? Like do they? And like nobody knows how it works. It's like this mysterious thing. Everybody knows about producing music for artists and things like that. But you know, explaining to a regular person who doesn't do music that you do music for TV and film blows their mind. Like their reaction is priceless every time. Um, so it it builds that credibility. But then you get an award. It's like, yo, you're a producer, but you have an Emmy award. Like, how does that happen? So it's crazy. <clears throat> Um, streaming doesn't generate any income though unless you get millions of streams this is correct this is a fact producers learning how to properly mix your beats can be frustrating and seem overly complicated on top of that you're missing out on an additional stream of income by not knowing how to mix for other artists and producers luckily for you i created my urban mix and made simple video course where i show you how to balance 808s and kicks how to create balance and spaces in your mix how to properly balance volume how to create clarity using eq and panning techniques and how to create drum mixes that punch through your mix Plus Plus, I'm going to give you a free frequency range guide, a look into my simple and effective mastering chain, as well as the downloadable stems to mix on your own as you go through the course. I'm also going to throw in an exclusive discount code for Waves plugins and bundles. So go ahead, go to clintproductions.com shop. That's clintproductions.com shop. So you can grab that Urban Mix and Made Simple course. Be sure to use the discount code podcast20 to take 20% off today. Again, Again, go to clintproductions.com slash shop and grab that Urban Mix and May simple course today. So, yeah, but the 15, like the 15 minute stuff, um, just just chop it up or you can save it and possibly put it on stock music sites in case, you know, somebody with an indie film just wants, you know, a 15 minute score or something that they can kind of take and chop up and bring in and out and things like that that's a possibility and that way you can at least get you know some some upfront licensing fees or whatever so that's a possibility um yeah these are good questions y'all keep them coming drop your questions in the chat for the new people coming in it's a live q a for the music is my business podcast if you have questions about music production business or sync drop them in the chat and i'll answer them to the best of my ability and if i don't know i'm gonna let you know like i don't i don't know i'm sorry because i don't know everything g's <laughs> town says i used to i used to be a voting member for the grammys there are a lot of tracks to consider it helps if you can get people to listen look for fyc for your consideration groups yes agreed there <laughs> there is a lot a lot of a lot of tracks there are some genres where there aren't as many like you know like children's music and you know some of the uh some of the other lesser popular genres but yeah and you're you know and, and everything else man it's it's a ton ton of music <coughs> entered in that in that phase um so yeah big big congrats to where's my where's the dj horn we're gonna give flares the dj horn for being considered um and taking it to the next level um well deserved too like for those who haven't heard flares music it's insane come back come back to the live stream tonight at 9 p.m eastern i don't know if he submitted anything or not but um 
hopefully he did but yeah amazing composer it's just it's crazy <clears throat> um i'm a singer rapper i also produce my own work should i look to only place instrumentals or should i also try and place music both if you can listen use everything you have like everything you know how to do if you know how to mix master write sing rap make the music do all of it and try and get it try and get it placed do the whole thing because you become that much more of an asset if you can if you can do everything like who wouldn't want to just come to one person get a dope track a dope song that works well for sync and can mix it and master it and have it back to them mad quick because they don't have to go outsource their mixing and mastering to another studio so it's a win-win like it's a one-stop shop so yeah like try and place everything you know how to do and then if you find that that's not working say full songs aren't working you know then you can make adjustments but start off with everything you know how to do um don't you know you don't have to trim your skills just to you know to get a placement man like go go for it all try and get a whole song on that joint excuse me principled af was good thank you for your gems is creating music for commercials jingles excuse me etc a different process in terms of style and who to reach out to it can be um sometimes commercials can come from from your the same publishers who publish for tv and film as well um jingles jingles i feel like i feel like those come more so from like ad agencies and things like that um or even directly from from the company but i feel like the branding and like ad agencies kind of deal a lot with the with the jingle stuff um but yeah um or you can even you can hit up local company like local small businesses and you know ask if, if they want a jingle written for a radio ad or something like that and then charge just charge an upfront fee for that but um <clears throat> yeah creating music for commercials um usually that that's always i won't say always um but that's usually from a brief like you'll get a brief for a particular commercial um and they're looking for, for certain things certain elements um they're usually pretty detailed in, in what they what they want and how how things should build and what the tempo should be because sometimes they'll have a track that's that's there that they kind of cut that they kind of edit it to so like when scenes change and things it works well with a certain tempo so usually you're kind of asked to create something with that that same tempo and energy um but you know the process is really the same man it's like yo this is what we want this is what we need you know here are the details here's the budget um here's the deadline here are the terms boom you make a decision on if you want to do it or not so it's kind of you know kind of the same thing pretty much <laughs> do you prefer going through libraries or reaching out to supervisors directly i've done both i've done both um libraries i feel like um from my experience libraries have saved me a lot of extra work because there's you know there's a lot of admin stuff that kind of goes on with um with working directly with 
um, you know, a supervisor on a, on a production and things like that. Um, whereas a library takes care of a lot of the stuff that's needed to be taken care of. You know, they they take care of the registration, making sure things are registered with the pros. They take care of, um, you know, if they need to do any paperwork with other artists and or, or writers involved on the track. You know, they take care of that. Um, take care of the the collection of fees and all that stuff they just kind of you know they deal with all the admin stuff you just kind of create and then submit it to them and keep it moving um so you know there may be a little more admin work involved on your end if you're working directly with the supervisor depending on how that situation is set up you know you may have to do a little bit more extra paperwork um making sure all the writers are in agreement and you you have that stuff um, set aside and then you know then you're responsible like I know one one situation is like I had to do the paperwork I had to make sure all the writers were on the same page communicating with them making sure they had the they could sign off on everything um, I had to create the invoice send the invoice and um, and then I had to cut the check and when I got cut the check then I had to make sure everybody got paid what they were supposed to get paid um, so it could be a little bit more extra work um, just depends on yeah, it depends on on, on how the, the situation is set up with the supervisor and the library <clears throat> cat and tiger instructions will be in the stream um, actually I think the I think it's scheduled like if you go to the the scheduled stream video on my profile like once you leave here um, there should be it should be scheduled and then if you click in the details of that scheduled video or stream then you should see the instructions down there. Um, so yeah, how much do you recommend charging for a beat for a local artist in my city? Uh, depends on where you are and how much how how much in demand are you are in. But I would say at least five hundred dollars um, uh, for to you know to do that for a local artist. <clears throat> That's I think when I first started, man, I was given, man, listen, I've learned some things and, uh, man, I was giving away production. I'm talking live, man. I did, <laughs> I did an album. I did a couple projects at $150 each, man. I was throwing live instrumentation on there. I was doing, um, I was doing, uh, shoot. I was doing revisions a lot of revisions i was doing a lot for 150 dollars but you know i it was my first couple artists working working with them i was trying to get my chops up um so that was just the route i took but you know um then you know i had a mentor who was just like yo you should be charging at least 500 so then i raised my price and then i started getting paid 500 and then i raised it again um and you know as the demand increases you can kind of in increase that um so you know <clears throat> if you're just getting started do what you feel would be worth your time to do to do that um that's what i would do so yeah sharon what's good um uh, favorite libraries you've worked with um man shoot let's see uh lab hits was a was a cool one bmg production music is a cool library um uh what's uh what's another one? smash coast music um pretty cool library to work with um producers toolbox 
those are those are a few of of my favorite ones to to knock stuff out for <clears throat> um let's see make sure i didn't miss any any questions uh nope we went that tom tom adams music was good chilling man we just sitting here chopping it up asking questions no problem lorenzo yeah make sure you know make sure it's worth your time you know don't don't uh don't sell yourself short you know what you do is valuable um and it, it takes it takes a lot of time to do it um so you know you if you want you can start by seeing what what their budget is and you know just kind of go from there um and then you know it, it has to as long as it makes sense it has to make sense for you if you want to do a couple things just to get your chops up get your catalog get some testimonials then do what you have to do um but no you can you can always raise your price at any at any time and then make sure you do paperwork make sure you get an agreement and ask for half up front for you to start <clears throat> that way you really won't you really won't waste time the quickest way to waste a bunch of time is not have it in writing and man you start something and then they decide you know what actually i i don't want to start right now and then you just wasted time you got nothing out of it so at least get half up front to start non-refundable and then the second half once you finish <clears throat> man you should be good to go that'll that'll protect your your time and your energy um so yeah but yeah, tonight for the for the people who didn't catch it, tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time, we're gonna do live music reviews, seeing if your music is ready for TV and film. It's gonna be a good time. And uh yeah, details to submit is in that that scheduled that scheduled stream on my page. If you go to my page here on YouTube, you'll see it. Um you can go ahead and submit. Submissions are open and we'll go and order a submission and things like that. And then if you want to skip the line, there's an option to do that as well. Um so yeah, Cat and Tiger, can you make a living just with placements? Absolutely. This is I, this is all I do full time. So yes, you can make a living doing placements, TV, film, sync, ads, whatever. Um, so yes, absolutely. All right, y'all. I am out. I'm about to hop off, man. Listen, if you guys want my blueprint, my personal blueprint on how to get started in sync licensing and start getting your music placed in TV and film, then go to RoadToTenPlacements.com. This is where everything is laid out in order, the steps you need to take. I'll walk you through it um, so you can learn how to get your own placements um, and, and learn how to build a catalog of music that is generating passive income for you is generating active income for you um and like we we discussed earlier in the show you can use that income as leverage um to do other things as well so go to road to 10 placements.com there's also a discount code in the description of this stream this video um so use that since you guys are on the stream you get that special code and take um you know take a percentage off of enrolling in that course today so that's it man i'm out i'll catch you guys on the next one peace Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. 
Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.